0: You're listening to the Breakdown Duo with Deb and T-Wise. They break it down to build you up. Let's join this mother-son duo as they break down tonight's hot topic. All right everybody. How are you doing today uh my name is t I'm here with my mom, Deb.
1: Hey, guys. Nice to be here.
0: And uh, we're looking forward to today's topic. Uh, as a matter of fact, this is our uh, first official topic that we're covering uh, as a podcast. And we decided to tackle a pretty difficult topic, wouldn't you say?
1: I would say so, yes.
0: Uh, so today we're diving straight into the deep end. And uh, our hot topic for the day is fear.
1: You know, Tyler, um, did you know that in the Bible, 365 times it says, fear not?
0: Yes. I did know that because I told you that.
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs) I forgot. 365 times the Bible says, fear not. And yet, it seems like today we are all living in fear. Like every day we, we hear about what should make us afraid and We hear it on TV, we hear it on Facebook, we hear it on our Instagram feed, we hear it in our conversations at church. That's one of the hottest topics is fear, and I just think we need to figure out if there isn't a way to quit letting fear be this huge enemy, because fear needs to be healthy. Right. So... Uh, let's start by the definition. Years ago Tyler, I heard a definition, a good friend of mine shared this with me. Fear is the belief that something you cannot see is going to happen. But I want to share an intriguing thought with you. Listen to the definition of faith. Faith is a belief that something you cannot see is going to happen. The exact same definition. So that's see that's the struggle right there. The same definition for fear as faith. And so there's this fine line we walk. Right. And we get totally lopsided on the side of fear right now more than ever. No,
0: yep. So if it's the same definition, how do we determine the difference? Yeah,
1: that's a great question. How do we determine the difference? It's It seems like it should be easy answer, doesn't it?
0: Yeah. It it really does.
1: If we just face every day with the what ifs, because again, it's the belief that something we cannot see is going to happen. so we we wake up in the morning, we think, wow, what if this happens? Or what if this happens? Or man, I'm going to go here. And what if they're not there? Mm -hmm. I mean, what a way to live.
0: Yeah. So maybe an example of that is, uh, I, I heard a guy tell a story, um, And essentially what he was saying is, you know, if you wake up in the morning and jump out of bed and the very first thing that happens is you stub your toe. Mm -hmm. And I think the tendency is, is that we instantly go, okay, well, I guess that's the kind of day I'm going to have. And we allow our environment to dictate our attitude for the day, as opposed to waking up and, instantly taking the attitude of I'm going to make today what I want it to be. And I'm going to have a great day. I'm going to be inspired. I'm going to be motivated. Um, I'm not going to live in fear. I'm going to be optimistic. So we're in control of our attitude. You know, I really think that that can, can kind of play into what you were just talking about. So if our environment's can have such a profound impact on our fear, then another question might be, what are we allowing into our environment?
1: Well, and and Tyler, could we use maybe another word for environment would be our circumstances. Because whatever that day brings, you know, it, we may wake up and stub our toe and make a decision, like you said, it's very true. Oh, this is going to be that kind of a day. Mm-hmm. Where... Really, what happened to humor? Our fear has taken away all of our humor. It's taken away our optimism. And I find myself being just pulled down Mm -hmm. by other people's fear. Like I don't even, I I might walk into a grocery store and I'm just having a great day and I, I don't even think about my mask. Don't even think about it. I walk into the grocery store and I start getting these weird looks, and then I'm like, "Oh man, I'm sorry." I grab my mask, but you would think I committed this this uh, egregious grievance that I need to be jailed because I literally, honestly, just forgot. Mm-hmm. So the fear has just overtaken us, and, and that's probably not a great
0: example, but. Well, I think it's a pretty relevant example.
1: Well, yeah. And the thing is, why not have faith in each other? Why not expect the best from each other? Why not think, oh, yeah, no problem. I do the same thing. We just are going down this track that's unhealthy. And that's why I wanted to talk about fear. Because, again, I think fear is natural. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we need fear. Healthy fear. If that's all we're doing is living in fear, we... And making every decision on fear, something's
0: wrong. Right. Fear is interesting because when we're kids, if we haven't experienced something, we have zero fear towards it. That's a great point. Fearless. I, I mean, how many kids do you see just fearlessly jump off of things into their parents' arms? Yeah. Knowing that their parents are going to catch them. And it's not until their parents aren't there, they're a little bit older, they jump off the same thing and they land on the ground and, and bump their head or, you know, hurt their arm or whatever the case. And then all of a sudden, oh, I'm not going to jump off of that anymore because that previous experience now terrifies me. And so, you know, I'm going to constantly go back to that experience. And if we're talking about that type of fear impacting our future, then... You know, I I think that's where the element of faith gets lost in that faith slash hope. We start losing hope for what could be coming in the future.
1: Mm, Um, That's good. I like
0: that. Because if all my previous experiences said, you know, hey, Tyler, this doesn't work. And now all of a sudden I have an opportunity to go do this again. I'm I'm not going to take up that opportunity because my mind is saying, well, you've already experienced this and it wasn't very pleasant, but that doesn't mean that this next opportunity isn't going to be different. Yeah. That's a perfect example because you'll hear people
1: say, we don't do it that way. Or we try that. and right. That doesn't work. Yep. So we're never going to try it again. Yep. And, and we, we just let fear possess us. But here's the great news, Tyler. If we can overcome our fear one step at a time, one choice at a time. Like you said, I wake up, I stub my toe and say, okay, well, that's not how I'm going to let the day go. Mm -hmm. I'm going to try to rise above that. Or who knows what can switch a day in a moment. And all of a sudden we're full of fear. We still can make a choice to have faith that there is going to be a positive outcome. I Uh, recently had an opportunity to go to the Oregon sand dunes and we were on um, and I'm going to read this don't make fun of me because I I don't want to say this wrong but we were on Suzuki 450 quads and those things are powerful we spent the day on these uh, quads just going all over the dunes and the the friends that we were with taught us how to ride them and how to shift gears and we practiced and practiced Because there is a hill in Winchester Bay. It's called Banshee Mountain. Mm -hmm. And the idea was by the end of the day, each one of us would conquer that mountain straight up the mountain and straight back down. By the end of the day, starting of the day, I was like, yeah, I got this. I can do this. And I'm excited. And um, by the end of the day, I had developed so much fear. That when we were headed back towards the mountain and everybody was going to do their last climb and it was my chance to do it, I made up my mind. I didn't care if they humiliated me. I didn't care if I sat around the campfire and had to make excuses. I was not going to take that mountain. I was terrified. Mm -hmm. Literally terrified. And dad ended up talking to you on the phone out there on the mountains and told you what was going on. And you said, dad, walk over to mom and tell her she can do this. Tell her she'll be sorry if she doesn't do it. She can take it on. And, you know, I'm proud of her. I know she can do it. So dad walked over and he said, I just talked to Tyler. And I'm like thinking in my mind, oh, great. (laughs) And sure enough. And Tyler told me to tell you, mom, you can do this. Just take it on. And there's something about hearing that voice of somebody who knows me so well that gave me that moment of courage. And I thought, you know what? He's so right because I do not want to sit around that campfire tonight and be the only one. So I gave the high sign and said, I'm ready. I put it in gear. I raced up to the top of that mountain, put my gears down and made it down. Mm-hmm. And wow, I cannot tell you how much fun we had around that campfire. Because we all made it to the top of the mountain and back down safely. The stories. And I would have missed that if I'd have given into that fear. Right. So, you know, I'm telling you, for me, I don't care how optimistic I am. I don't care how positive I am. There are times I need A friend, a family member, someone to come alongside and give me the courage to overcome my fear. I need Mm -hmm. them to speak into my life. Right. Uh, And you're a little bit different, right? You don't necessarily have to have that.
0: It it depends on the situation. So, yes, I do need that. I, I, I agree with you. I think everybody, to an extent, needs outside influences that will speak positively into their life that in the right moment in the right environment will, will be that uh, what's the word I'm going to like um, foundation or, or grounding or just wor- word encouragement, word of affirmation. But at the same time, because my personality is a little bit different, I'm equally okay spending time by myself, and doing self-reflection and and just personal discovery, diving into, into the Word of God, praying, meditating, and, and just self-motivating myself to get me out of my funk. And I think a lot of that comes from, you know, being single for so long and learning to be pretty self-reliant. So I know not everybody has the ability to just seclude and... Just have time by themselves reflecting and be able to pull themselves out and into a motivated state.
1: Well, you know what we just did, which I didn't even plan, but it's true. So for our listeners, we just gave you two steps in overcoming fear. One, allow people to speak in your life. People mm-hmm. that give you positive encouragement and and take a break from those take a break from the news take a break from media or those around you that tend to give you feed your fear right take a break and then take a time to reflect a time to get away from all of it mm-hmm. where you can just listen to that that still voice maybe that voice of god and do some reflection like you just said i love that and and settle some things mm-hmm. And maybe examine, am I living in fear? Right. Because you told me one time that you think it's very subtle. It's not like we just wake up one morning and we're full of fear. It's just kind of a gradual thing. We just, each day, it builds. And there's more and more fear. And I, I think that's really true. It's so subtle. Mm-hmm. Maybe we don't even realize that every decision we make for the day is based on what we're afraid of.
0: Right. Well, it sometimes is really difficult to see our own circumstances when we're living in. It. Yeah. And that's where those outside influences can really be impactful, you know, to have essentially accountability partners, pe- people oh, that are, are you have given permission to and are willing to come to you and say, you know, hey, Debbie, hey, Tyler. I've noticed that this is what's going on in your life. You know, this is how your personality or or the way you're acting is being perceived. Here's something that I think you need to change. And I think we all need that at times because if we're not changing, if we're not evolving, you know, we're becoming stagnant. I think that is when we stop reaching any potential that we might have.
1: That's where fear is a true enemy it keeps us from reaching our potential. I love mm-hmm. that statement because you know that's a one thing that you and I do have in common. We love to see people become all they can become. Right. I mean we really we see it in them sometimes more than they do and mm-hmm. so man I I challenge you if you're listening to us today and and even today you've been afraid of of something that really you should have faith that God will see you through or faith that something good can come from it. I, I want to challenge you to rethink. In fact, there's a scripture titled that uh, one of my favorite scriptures that's found in Isaiah, Isaiah 41, 10. Do not be afraid for I am with you. Do not be dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Imagine if we face each day and and days have surprises, you know, days that we have big plans can be changed in a moment. But if we always can remember that God says, do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged before because I'm there. I will help you. I will strengthen you. And my favorite part is the last part where he says, I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. There is nothing stronger in the entire world than God's right hand. Mm -hmm. That's his power. And, you know, that's where we want to live,
0: not in fear. may not remember this, but at least the advice that you gave me. Oh, I know you remember the story. So when I was living in Seattle, I had made some career changes and, and made some bad decisions as far as timing of career changes and things like that. It happened to be right around 2009 when the economy was tanking mm-hmm. and it was really, really hard during that period of time to be in any type of sales position because people were not spending money. Sure. They were in a state of panic during that time because everyone was seeing their 401ks and their other investments just Vanish. Know, deplete quickly. Yeah. So, What ended up happening to me personally is all of a sudden I found myself losing income and then having zero income and then all of a sudden being in debt and then all of a sudden for the first time in my life, borrowing food from a food bank and thinking to myself, holy cow, how did I get here? Mm -hmm. And I know there's a lot of families that have gone through things similar to that. It was a time in my life where I I easily could have taken the victim mentality and said, why is this happening to me? But what I realized is the reason I was there is because I had made poor financial decisions and, and poor career decisions. Mm-hmm. It, it was all my own doing that had put me in that environment that I was in. I was having a ton of fear enter my life every day yeah. of, and it was fear from where's my next meal coming from? How am I going to pay this bill? What am I going to do? Am I going to be kicked out of my apartment because I haven't paid rent for two, two months now? It, you know, I, I have them come after my, like, I'm getting phone calls from people I've never got phone calls from before saying, what about, it, it was a terrifying time in my life. And you guys, the tendency when you find yourself in that environment is to seclude and get away from everybody else because you're embarrassed. You don't want anyone to know what's going on. You're afraid of people finding out. You gave me probably, you and dad gave me probably the best advice in that moment that I ever could have had, which was where is that fear coming from? Where is that doubt coming from? Where is that um, the embarrassment coming from? Because God does not feed those feelings to you. They only come from one source, right? So that instantly helped me change my, my view, change my mindset, and help me focus on what I needed to be focusing on. And from doing that, from, from changing my mindset, it was a journey, but I was able to get out of that. I was able to change my environment, I was able to change my circumstances. Um, All because, as you mentioned, I had positive outside influences that helped me get away from from just drowning in that fear and that environment. I would also share one other thing that, you know, one of my mentors, he carried with him a rubber band on his wrist Mm -hmm. because he knew that in his business, there were certain things in the business that he didn't like doing. And in order to take action on them because we we all go through this. If there's something we don't like, we keep thinking about it and thinking about it and think about it. And then we end up doing nothing.
1: Yeah. Fear overrides
0: everything. Right. So he knew that, Hey, every time I come to this thing, I need to do in my business and take action on. If I keep thinking about how much I fear doing it, I'm not going to do it. So every single week, On Monday nights, he got to that point and fear started coming in, started consuming his thoughts. He started not doing anything, you know, having paralysis because he was overanalyzing it. And he would literally take his rubber band in that moment and stretch it out as far as it could go and snap his wrist. Wow. And, you know, it it obviously left a little bit of a welt. But what it did is it, it... physically and metaphorically snapped him out of his mindset and allowed him to refocus and take the action that he needed to move his business forward. Wow, that is so good. So for us, if we're talking about fear and and things that impact our lives like that, we need to have some form of a rubber band, whether it is an actual rubber band (laughs) or, as you mentioned, somebody in in our life that can be that accountability partner that can help snap us out of you know what we're going through and we just gave you three powerful
1: ideas uh they're gonna help me they're great reminders to me surround yourself with people that feed into your faith if you're just surrounded by people that are full of fear you need to make some changes mm-hmm. because those people are bringing you down and keeping you from reaching your potential. Uh, be vulnerable, be honest, and ask yourself, yeah. "Who's feeding that?" If that it's the enemy of your soul, feeding you with doubt and fear and discouragement, then then you need to acknowledge that and stop listening to that voice. And right. I love the idea of the rubber band. I mean, go get a rubber band myself something that snaps us out of that fear and changes our direction for the day. And maybe just, just ask those questions because I certainly am going to ask my question, those questions of myself. I find myself in this time. um, I will go through a day and I will find myself overcome with fear Mm -hmm. and I'm not a fearful person. So, I know the things that trigger that. And I'm going to find a way to snap myself out of it and, yeah. and just go a different direction. So I'm glad you shared that story. Yeah. Thanks for
0: being honest and vulnerable. So, you know, I, I think you and I both recognize that for you guys listening with us, you and I are not experts yeah. in a field like this. We've heard a lot of people talk about fear and overcoming fear and, you know, all these different leadership deals that we've either attended or listened to or read or watched or whatever. Um, but we're just talking from the standpoint of what we've gone through in our own life. Mm-hmm. And, and we know that if we've gone through it, that a lot of you probably have as well. And, you know, so one of the things that we were talking about earlier is outside influences yeah, and the impact that the news and social media platforms and all these different things can have on our outlook and our attitude and, you know, right now that perpetual state of keeping us in this fear mo- mode its so, huge. So we have a challenge for everybody, right? Yes. And our challenge is that try one day or try a week if you can, but just eliminate the news, the media, your social media, every single platform out of your life for a 24-hour period, or for seven days if you can do it, and see how getting that stuff out of your life changes your your outlook, it changes your attitude, uh, see how it, it changes your environment, and then fill the time that you would normally be spending watching the news or, or looking at social media spend that time doing something more positive like building time with your spouse or spending time with your kids or reading a book that is motivational or um, building you up and, and helping you become a better version of yourself. I like it. And at the end of the week, let's see what the results are like.
1: Challenge accepted.
0: Awesome. Well, hey, everybody, we we appreciate you all so much for listening. And, uh you know, we hope this was informative. We hope you were able to take some great stuff away from it uh it's fun for us to just talk and and share some things that we're going through
1: we're in this together have a great week
0: everyone Thank you for joining this broadcast with the breakdown duo of Dev and T-Wise. Share this podcast with someone that might help and hit subscribe. See you next week as the duo breaks it down to build you up.